What's up, guys? This is the Cow Stars Podcast. Um, I wanted to give a quick intro to this episode before it got started. Um, because there are a lot of people who have come through, you know, both come through the podcast and, you know, friends, family, etc., who may look at an episode like this and say, oh, fuck this. I'm not going to listen to this. Um, fuck this atheist, whatever. Um, but I really encourage um, anyone who, you know, wants to hear an open-minded conversation to listen to this episode. Um, there are a lot of points in this episode where we actually disagree, um, despite the fact that we're both atheists. Um, and you know, one of the tenets of this show is open-minded and free-thinking conversation. Um, I, that is a hill I will die on. Um, so, I mean, anyone, despite their religious or political affiliations, I think is very important, um, for anyone to listen to this episode. Um, so yeah, that's my two cents. Without further ado, um, here are the sponsors. Guys, our first sponsor, you know them. You love them. Gorilla Graphics Design Agency. Um, I don't even really need to say this because you guys are probably so familiar at this point. But they can provide you with top-tier effects and production value. They have everything you can ask for, including professional equipment and a stellar product from top to bottom. Uh, the CEO, Jaden Swales, uh, we've had him on the podcast numerous times. He's you know he's both funny and energetic, and he also just has a keen eye for you know creating a piece of media. And uh, I support him 100%. So head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all we design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Guys, are you trying to find your next spot for a show or event? We'll look no further because Starbucks Productions is here to help. If you're looking for a solid team of people to get you started with your next performance or event, this is the company to contact. They're always busy and in motion behind the scenes in the Midwest and have plenty of shows lined up. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Starbox Productions' Facebook page for all of your needs today. Guys, before we mention our last sponsor, let me ask you a question. Are you a rock band or solo musician looking for representation and ways to secure shows? Well, our new sponsor, Cranial Nerve Records, can help. This organization has been fundamental in securing live shows for the podcast, and we cannot be more grateful to them. Reach out to them for bookings via email at cranialnerverecords at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Stars Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Colton McAllister. Very special guest today. Um, we're joined by Jason Bennell, who is the press officer for the Iowa Atheists and Freethinkers Organization. Um, I've known about your organization for about probably five, six years now. I've never gotten around to like, you know, actually coming through on what you guys do, but I've always kind of been looking um, from a distance. And I appreciate what you do. How are you doing today, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. We could have better, better weather, but yeah, right. We'll survive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you're in the thick of it, right? In the winter of Iowa. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who will constantly comment on the weather <clears throat> and people are just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. It's snowing out. <laughs> it, it's not. It, it, it's as if you're not the only one experiencing it, you know, like they, right? they saw it too but it's part of your day it's part of yeah your day. i guess that is the comforting part of it mm-hmm. right is that everyone's suffering it rains on everybody yeah unless you're insane you know well, <laughs> <laughs> if you like this shit then i'm yeah, glad for yeah. you buddy <laughs> if you like this stuff go to like seattle or something i don't know this isn't great <laughs> very good point very good point so jason uh so like i said you're the Excuse me, I've been dealing with this fucking hacking, so I apologize for that in advance. Um, not sick or anything, as far as I know. But um, 
so like i said you're the press officer for yeah press officer for the iowa atheist and free thinkers organization um let me ask you just first uh why are you an atheist well i there's no compelling evidence uh, that there is a god that exists so mm-hmm. by the default position is not to take one so okay i'm an atheist yeah cool i mean i guess do you have any kind of experiences like did you have any kind of religious upbringing anything like that no surprisingly a lot of folks are surprised to hear that no um religion wasn't part of our life growing up it was it wasn't bad it wasn't good it was just something other people did um my first experiences with religion was probably when i went into basic training like to oh, give you an idea of okay. like I went to my own oh, so military. Entire, yeah. Former. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but I mean, really that was, I would say my first real organized attendance of a religious activity was mm-hmm. when I was 17. So no, I wasn't raised religious. And then it's like something happened and now I'm rebelling against my parents. No, it's <laughs> not that at all. It's just, uh, I think it's the correct and intelligent decision to make. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you can even call it a decision, really, like if I asked you to start believing in leprechauns right now, <laughs> you're not going to just do it. Like you're not going to just decide to believe in something. You have to be convinced and you have to have a compelling reason and uh, don't have one. Sure. So, um, so when you said you like basic was your first religious mm-hmm. experience, I'm kind of curious because I mean, uh, I, I guess I never, I'm, I'm not, I guess I wasn't really familiar with like the level of religious component that's in basic mm. training. Like what, I guess, what would you describe that as? <clears throat> well, um, the program that I <coughs> attended was, as far as I know, has been discontinued, which is oh, good, okay. but that's okay. not to say it hasn't been replaced with something else, which it likely has been. Sure. But really a funny, funny thing about it is in basic training, um, that there was one of the few things where they couldn't mess with you, or at least that's one of the urban legends. Like they can't mess uh, with your last name. You know, they can't do that. They can't like, uh, you know, physically assault you, but then they also had to make sure you had time for worship. Um, that was mm. one of the few privileges you had. And if you were to read a book or take any kind of liter- liter- literature, it had to be a religious literature. So when it came to Sundays, it was like, you can either stay here in the barracks and clean <laughs> or, or. You can go out to the church and maybe get some cookies and punch and not be here for an hour and a half. So literally everybody went to some church service and we just found the one that had the cutest girls and had the most (laughs) cookies and that's the one we attended and uh, that's how that went down. (laughs) I mean, that's usually the reason why people go to church anyways, right? (laughs) (laughs) But that, that's that, yeah, that was my first real religious uh, attendance. I had no idea what I was doing. It was a Lutheran one. Um, I had no idea what it meant. I had no idea um, what the things we were doing entailed. I just knew that at the end of it, I got cookies. Um, and it was for it, uh, this particular service was really far away from where we happened to be in basic training in our barracks. So we oh. had the longest walk back. So that's all that time without a drill sergeant, you know? Mm. So it was, it was just great. Everybody else was back and stuck in the barracks after an hour and a half. And we had a good two hours cause we had to walk all the way down and then we had to get food. We had to get food. So good choice in my opinion. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of funny. Cause like, you know, it wasn't required quote mm-hmm. unquote, but like they give you enough incentive. Oh, yeah. It's like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. That, that first week, some folks stayed back and they're like, what'd you guys do? We cleaned. Well, well next week you're, <laughs> you're going to find, but I mean, we can talk about it later, but that's one sure. of the reasons why I'm an atheist activist. Cause nobody should really be given that ultimatum, you know, yeah, like, no. really you shouldn't be. I mean, it, it in hindsight, it, it can be kind of funny, but, um, it's kind of messed up that folks are going to go and kind of escape having to do essentially punishment. Yeah. Or go to church. 
yeah no i agree uh, let me ask you this like uh it's not to get into you know weeds of your basic too much but like i'm curious like of your like comrades of your fellow like you know people like how many of them do you think were religious Ooh. if i i don't want to cop out i was 17 mm. i wasn't and maybe i'm still not a super bright kid <laughs> so i don't know how perceptive my perceptions looking back how accurate they would be a lot of folks i would say were actually genuinely religious i would say okay but how much of that was for the same reasons i was going to that particular service sure. i couldn't say sure. I, I really couldn't say but most people did seem to have some kind of religious bent to them yeah that's it. yeah i mean and that kind of tracks with the whole culture of you know military and I mean, you, you surely meet people who are not of that. But I mean, you know, most of the time you find that to be a correlation. For Absolutely. Sure, I would say. Um, well, OK, so let me ask you, you know, you said you're the press officer. And I'm sure that, you know, and for some background, um, <clears throat> people may not know this. I'm also an atheist. Um, part of why I wanted to have you mm -hmm. in here today. Um, and, you know, unlike you, I had a very religious upbringing. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents are very strict Catholic. <clears throat> uh, my mother actually uh, is working her ranks up in the diocese as we speak um, so, um very hardcore uh so i kind of that's kind of a um what a, uh conund not conundrum a contrast i should sure. say contrast in our in our upbringings um so you know and obviously we live in the midwest we live in iowa a very you know stereotypically very religiously centered part of the country um and i'm sure you being the press officer you've had your fair share of criticism or you know the organization as a whole I'm, I'm just curious like what are some of your um experiences with that with dealing sure with that? um the biggest uh and maybe folks who maybe listen to your podcast would be surprised to find out isn't so much a uh, dislike of atheism or atheist groups it's just the ignorance um mm. just the genuine they don't know they they only know what somebody else told somebody else that told them that their pastor told them um, that's probably the biggest thing I run into. Um, I remember uh, explaining my organization to somebody once and they're like, Oh, so you guys actually don't worship Satan. And it's like, no, <laughs> you, that's you, my uh, favorite one. But, the, <laughs> but who told, Like why, if we don't believe in God, why would we believe in Satan? Right. Yeah. But for them, it, it doesn't register. It, they're told from a very young age that that's what an atheist is. Um, and that's probably the biggest and, and to me, strangest thing. Cause I feel like you think about that for 30 seconds and you can figure it out, but they clearly haven't. They haven't yeah. taken that 30 seconds for 30 years of life to think about what it means. That is probably my biggest, weirdest thing running in with the public is explaining what it means. Huh. And, yeah. and when you explain that, do you, do you like, I mean, obviously there's plenty of different people, but have you experienced like any kind of animosity? Like, Oh, F you for being, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, we've gone to events. Um, we went to the Republican straw poll years ago. Um, there's a, what I consider to be somewhat of a terrorist organization, the family leader here in, uh, central Iowa. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're, uh, what was that? The family leader. What, like what religion? Like it's oh, you know, I couldn't tell you the specific de denomination, but it's a hardcore fundamentalist Christian denomination. Oh, okay. they, they're big sponsors of the anti LGBT uh, bills. Uh, they speak out against that. Okay. Lots of, you know, Christian nationalist stuff. Sure. Um, talk to those folks. I mean, it's just outright. I mean, the, to give you an idea, we went to the straw poll back in 2008 and we have a banner that says, uh, it's just the first part of the first amendment. You know, the government shall make 
make no laws respecting um, religion, you know, has the text in there. And people, Republicans are like, oh, that's an awesome, like, yeah, first constitution, yeah. <laughs> and then they would see that it was Iowa Atheist of Freethinkers, the little logo at the corner, and they would immediately, it would swap. Switch. They would, they would be like, oh, that's a good message. Oh, wait, you're atheist? You know, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you, why should it matter who's saying it if you believe in this, <laughs> in the constitution? So, yeah, they, they get triggered pretty easily. <laughs> Yes. I mean, you're preaching in the choir on that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> very much. They, they get very triggered. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, it's kind of because like when, you know, not to get into me personally, but like, you know, I start, I think as a lot of people who make that transition into atheism from a religious, like I started, I was agnostic. Sure. You know, and uh, you kind of have like the whole sense where you're like, oh, like maybe there's something. But then finally you just eventually get to a point where like, yeah, like, and a lot of that comes from, yeah, the behavior of you know christians like yeah. uh, like as you know i have a lot a lot of people that listen here and you know have come through who identify as christian i don't have anything against them personally but yeah i mean i i resent the christian church i resent the catholic yeah. church um i would say i would say in america at least it's the most like like uh malicious mm. religion yeah. I, th I think maybe some of those some of those like muslim type of religions also kind of have a you know, like in like Islam, you know, severe lack of women's rights. Mm -hmm. I'm so against that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, religion, religion as a whole has its set of problems for sure. But yeah, I mean, I have a, I, I will say I have like a particular um, disdain. And again, towards the, I, I, I like to think, you know, you know, Christians say, uh, you know, hate the sin, not the sinner. I think you can also say, um, hate the belief, not the believer. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't view anybody negatively for being religious. I may think they're wrong. I may think they're incorrect. But I mean, it, it, obviously, if they are, you know, being violent or being, you know, acting a certain way, that's a another mm -hmm. thing in itself. So, th and this is just my point of view. Sure. I don't want to say my points of view represent Iowa atheists and free thinkers as to in total. But no, sure, yeah, I disagree slightly with that. Okay, because um, um, I mean, and I agree with most of what you said. There's a few things you said. Uh, first, uh, let me tackle the a agnostic atheist thing because sure. this is this is another common mis uh, misconception. I think most, and I would say most, like 95 percent of people who identify as agnostics are just atheists. Because mm -hmm. remember, atheist means a theist, not theist. Mm -hmm. So if you have to choose. And you know, you either believe in God or you don't, or you don't know. Well, don't know isn't a yes. That's still an atheist. Now you may say I'm an agnostic. I'm not sure. Okay, I mean, I appreciate that, but that's still an atheist position. It's just it has for many people a negative connotation to the word atheist, even though it's accurate to, mm, for most people. I see. And I find that when folks say that they're agnostic and not atheist, they're trying to say, "Have you ever heard somebody say like, oh, I'm a moderate. I'm in the middle.' <laughs> yeah. Well, in some things that works, like, do you like chocolate or?" strawberry or we'll settle on vanilla okay well i can't be kind of pregnant or kind of married you know mm. i'm either am or i'm not so same thing with atheism and i find it's a kind of a way for folks to drive a wedge and maybe not want to participate honestly in a conversation in my experience sure um i can understand that. that that's just how i i see it and then to your other point about not holding anything against religious folks like i i agree i mean it's not just somebody waking up every morning and deciding to believe in something that isn't real. It's a culture. It's something that they're grown up and, and they're raised in. But there is a point where I think someone has to take some, you know, responsibility for what their faith does to other folks. Mm. Um, a lot of people who are religious are genuinely better people than their religions would have them be. And they're held back from their belief in faith. Um, 
uh, I believe in, in churches. Uh, if, if you're someone who's a member of a church who gives money to anti-gay or anti-education or something along those, something that you would personally disagree with, you have a responsibility to maybe not give them money and maybe not mm. support that church. You don't get to choose to say, I don't speak. They don't speak for me when you consistently allow them to speak for you. And then the last point I'll make um, is kind of like that Christopher Hitchens quote. We all know what it was like when religion had all the power, they would come to your door with you at the end of a spear. Now that they don't have all the power, they come to you with their hat in hand and they're all gracious, but we shouldn't ever forget what it was like when they had all the power because that's what they want to do again. They may be, there's a lot of nice people there, but you let the religious folks take control. They're not going to have a hat in their hand anymore. <laughs> sure. No, I mean, I can, we see it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I can agree at that point. Um, definitely. I guess my, my question would be, you know, cause I think a lot of that is lack of education. Right. I mean, I, I don't, like I can, I can definitely see your point, for sure. But you also have, kind of have to have, in my opinion, you maybe have some level of sympathy for the fact that they, hmm. you know, maybe they're just truly not bright. Like take take racist for instance. Like I have never met an intelligent racist <laughs> <laughs> ever. Fair. That's what you're saying there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, it, I, I guess I think of it more as a point of pity. Mm. rather than uh, mm. I have some kind of disdain towards these people. No, that that, that makes sense to me. I, I can appreciate that. And 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 I wouldn't say dis, dis, have disdain for people. You know, people deserve sure. respect. P- mm. People deserve respect. Ideas deserve the amount of respect that they earn. Sure. That's I very that. different. Mm-hmm. That's very different. So, yeah, I, I get that, having some empathy and sympathy. I don't like... I, I don't like saying that, especially as a press officer or someone who speaks um, to a lot of religious folks, because that for them, they a lot of times they'll interpret that as they think I'm better than they like they, they think mm. that I think I'm better than them, which isn't the case. I just don't believe in the same things. But um, like you say, like never met an intelligent racist. If you should probably at some at some point have the are we the baddies moment, you know, for a lot of these guys who, yeah. who you know, yeah, you may not have been educated properly or you've been miseducated on purpose to believe mm, bad things yeah you're still a functioning adult you, and, and here sure. and i guess here's the thing i was going to say they vote they mm. get to drive a car you know they get to have a job and then their bosses and landlords and stuff like that so even if there's all the sympathy in the world for somebody who believes you know silly or racist things if they control other people's livelihoods how much sympathy does that matter when they can really hurt people sure sure um so let me ask you this what would you what would you say to a religious person? Like, let, like, let's say, um, I mean, I, cause I don't think atheists are really in the business of trying to convert people. Um, I mean, maybe you depends are, on who you, it depends on what they're doing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, sure. It, it's, it's hard to have something built around not believing in something, you know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know if you were to like, if somebody was to engage in a debate with you and mm. be like, or, you know, why are you atheist? Or maybe say like, why do you think I'm wrong? Like, what would you tell them? Sure. I mean, the, I think the best question you can ask a religious person is, honestly and heartfelt ask them why Hmm. why like you know i'm an atheist here's why i don't find any compelling evidence that gods exist and we can go to the history of the bible and what happened and all that but if you turn that question to to a religious person nine times out of ten it's going to be well i was just raised that way or i had some kind of tragic experience and this was the only thing or organization that helped me which is you know legitimately true for a lot of times 
that doesn't make the stories true. But um, you can just ask why. Why this one? Why not that one? You know. Sure. And and I, I I've never really, outside of like scholars, I've never had a real good answer to that question that doesn't devolve into you know political sure. attacks or you know ex yeah. yeah exactly which you know those are important too but that's not really answering the question and I, and I think a lot of religious folks intelligent religious folks realize they don't really have a why that's comparable based on evidence they have a why based on belief or culture which is different yeah well and that's kind of a tough one to like convince someone of because like <laughs> i was i was having this argument with my mother uh she was you know i was telling her like yeah i mean the same thing you're saying like i don't see any compelling evidence i don't and she's like well but you can never prove religion because it's a belief and i didn't say it but i was like well that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. it's like you, you just open the door and i'll step through <laughs> yeah so i guess let me ask you this do you think how much i guess how much of it do you think is like your upbringing versus you're just that kind of person. Um, I mean, I think there is going to be a certain subsection that's of folks who are going to be susceptible to any kind of grift or idea or mm -hmm. thing. And, and they can be varying levels of harm or good, you know, and then goes anyway, all the way from people who are bronies all the way to religious fanatics, all the way to people who are hardcore sports people, you know, it, 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 that runs the gamut. But I don't, I don't think I'm particularly, positioned to be an atheist any more than anyone else. I think it's just, I, I think maybe the biggest bonus I've had is I didn't have a whole bunch of the baggage of being raised religious. So mm. that when I, when I first really approached it as a young, young adult, I was able to take a little bit more of an outside looking in view and a more of an academic look at it rather than being ensconced in it. And I think that might be a bit of a benefit for someone like me, but you, you tell this to the next religious person, you know, you think there's there's tens of thousands of gods out there. What's the likelihood that you landed on the right one the first time? You, you know, the person who's a Muslim is going to say the exact same thing to you that you were going to say to them. And I'm just saying neither one of you are right. I go one God further and say yours doesn't exist either. And religious folks, anybody can get to that. I think most people get that concept. Yeah. It, like, it, I mean, like we said, it's just kind of crossing that bridge. Mm -hmm. I think it's comfortability, too. Sure. You know, it's... um. I was talking about this today, my therapist. Uh, um, there's a there's an old uh, study that they did where they took uh, like a group of like 100 people. And I don't remember exactly the question, but I think it was something simple, like two plus two equals four. And they took a small number of people and you know told them to convince the rest of the crowd that the answer was five. Mm. And by the end of it, majority of the crowd yeah. <laughs> said that yeah. it was five. You know, that's crazy. There's something there's something I think psychologically to that. Well, it's, it's kind of it's culture. I, I mean, yeah. for a lot of folks, it's it's not just a decision to not believe in something. Um, there's people who, if they came out and said they questioned faith, they would lose jobs, housing, family members, you know, opportunities, yeah. and that's awful. Um, okay. But it's it's real, you, you know. It, it's, it's, if I mean, think of it this way: there's a billion dollar industry on buying, you know. What, what are they? The faith healing waters and stuff like that. You, you know, stuff that ever, even I didn't know that billion dollar industry. Oh my gosh! Wow. Like, psychics, holy waters, uh, all all that stuff. I mean, the money is real, obviously. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. the people make the money, but I mean, there's something to it. These enough people are convinced of these obviously false things that they spend billion, millions and billions of dollars on it. You, we can't just wave it off as they're all stupid. They're not. 
there's something that gets people going on this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, I guess, let me ask you one more question kind of on that point. What do you see? Do you see that trajectory changing with like, you know, advances in um, technology and, you know, more like intellectual thought and conversation? Mm -hmm. Do you see any trajectory where atheism will, you know, be more of a power, not power structure, but like more of a prominent idea? Or do you think that we'll always have that religious thing? I, how do I want to put this? Um, Yes and no. I, I think the fastest growing demographic in the United States right now are the nuns, people who claim no religious affiliation. Oh, there's oh, more okay. people. Who, yeah, not, I thought you meant N O N E. I was like, wow. There, I haven't heard people, that. But if you think about it, there's more people who identify under nuns like that N O N E than there are certain like Christian sects and Catholic sects. Mm. And Jew, I think there's more nuns now than Jews in the country. But there's mm. way less representation in across all stratas of power uh, for the of the nuns than christians i mean look look at uh, our congress there's i think eight that are out and out non-religious not necessarily atheists but non-religious but 30 percent of the country is non-religious that's not a that's not a representative sample so to answer your question do i see it changing i'm not sure because i think more and more people will become less religious and that is that is already the case already people who are religious now they throw out most of the core tenets of the faith for other things for culture reasons okay but I don't know if there, there will be more of a representation because, quite frankly, there is a political party in this country that is has made making that not happen part of their platform. So until that's done with, I don't see it changing, you know, not not to go directly into politics, but it matters. You know, it matters when a, one political party is using one religious uh, faith, one specific interpretation of one faith to push their policies and demonize non-religious folks it's going to be hard for sure. atheism to become normalized because you know as many atheists as there are they're not billionaires sitting in congress and sitting in jur uh, judges and stuff like that so time will tell but we may not make it there with the way things go sure you know it's actually it's <laughs> interesting you uh talk about politics so that leads into my next sure. uh, <laughs> next question uh because you know like i said i identify as an atheist um, however, I do, um, I do am kind of critical of this aspect of the atheist communities. I find that, um, a lot of people who are atheists, they, um, take that, maybe that energy that would be religion, they gear into politics. Like for instance, sure. if you go to any, you know, atheist Facebook or Reddit group, you, it's entirely politics based. Sure. Um, almost all the time. Um, so I don't know. I guess what what are your thoughts on because I mean, and I don't agree with this assertion, but um, that will be like a lot of the Christians will make that argument. They'll make the argument that um, you know, people are becoming this politically ideology, you know, ideologically, you know, intense because of the lack of religion. I don't know. What's your oh, wow. what's your what's your thought about that? Well, I mean. I think this is politics is really the exercise of power, you know, whether it be economic, cultural or, or otherwise or legal. So if you're a group that is consistently on the outside of that power, regardless of what you are, I think you're going to see more energy into that. You see that with Stonewall and, and the gay rights movement. You saw that with the civil rights movement and the women's march and all that. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, if everybody sat at home and played Xbox all day. Yeah, there's probably less problems for Christians, you know, or yeah. whatever group. So, sure, I think that's probably true. But I, I think it's regardless of what you think about other things, whether econ economics and all that, I don't think you can deny that Christianity is 
the main driver for a lot of the most unpopular actions that our government takes. Sure. Um, regardless of what party you're in and whether you, regardless whether you agree with it or not. So I think to ignore that in favor of some kind of go along to get along, I think is missing the point. And I think that's something that a Christian with their, with who sees themselves as a privileged per, in a per, privileged position of power would say to sure. get somebody else to kind of shut up. <laughs> sure. Sure. I guess to counter that though, I mean, there are, I mean, major democratic leaders who are Christian as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Joe Biden's Catholic, you yeah. know? So I, I it's mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <In my> no. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not wrong. And I, and, and Democrats aren't great either, but again, regardless of your political views on things and the democratic party, they're not Christian nationalists. You know what mm. I mean? They're not, the baddies necessarily in this particular arena, you know, you're not going to go to a democratic meeting and be required to pray the way you would in a Republican one. You wouldn't, you won't go to a democratic one and be um, kicked out of an officer chairmanship for being an atheist where you would be in a Republican one. So it's not, those aren't really apples to apples when you compare that thing. So, yeah, sure. I mean, I would say though, I think, uh, I mean, you find a lot of, uh, like okay like with the social media censorship for i mean i think it's fair to say it that as a very liberal minded movement like um the you know the mass censorship on you know media whether it's you know for whatever reason um so i mean i i guess so i wonder if that maybe mirrors the religious i guess that's kind of my point do you think that people who um you know subscribe as atheists um, maybe still lack that nuance when it comes to politics. Maybe they just align left wing automatically because they because there's this strong right yeah. hold. I, I think that's part a big part of it. I think is true. I think there's a lot of folks who align Democrat do so because they see the religious stuff in the, on the Republican side, not because they love Democrats. I, I think sure. that is one thousand percent true okay and i think there's a lot of atheists who would like to have republican policies on taxes and stuff like that but can't justify it because of the religious stuff mm. on and i mean then that goes the other way too there's a lot of christians who would otherwise identify with the democrats who support republicans because of the abortion questions and trans panic and all the other moral <laughs> panics and stuff like that so yeah i think it goes both ways i think that's true sure Sure. Let me ask you this, because uh, you're speaking about like the anti-LGBTQ stuff, um, which I, I mean, for the majority of part, I disagree with. I will say the one thing that the one credible uh, point against is like um, the pornography. Like there are cases of teachers showing pornography of children, you know, I, and um, so I guess that kind of goes back to the nuance thing. Like, do you do you see that? I mean, I guess I'm kind of just asking the same question, but like, um you know, because again, like there's there's this ideology, and there's there's not necessarily anything wrong with that, but there's a you know I think as atheists, I mean you would agree as atheists, you know your organization, atheists and free thinkers, like um, we're supposed to be open minded and have some nuance. So I mean I, you know, can you see there maybe being potential problems with that? So yeah uh, because i think we need to define things a bit better on that because i'm not i'm not familiar with any ex examples of teachers showing pornography um, but even if i were pornography is technically subjective right now we can go and purchase pornography it's like okay this is clearly porn but if it's an anatomical drawing some people might consider that porn just you know like the anatomical pose you know with the hands down and just a new sure. body some people would consider that porn and you have to sure. recognize that but the other the issue the 
main thing I, I guess issue I take with that is tying LGBT right LGBTQ rights to pornography. It, it it's like sexualizing LGBTQ rights, which I don't think is is correct. I don't think that's a good connection to make. Because if a teacher is showing pornography in school, I don't know what that has to do with gay rights. Well, it's uh, it, I mean it's in the conversation of it. It's when they're talking about um, you know trans or. Um, I mean, I don't have any images to pull up or anything, but, uh, you know, there, I, I have seen examples where, you know, they have school books when it's like kids, you know, and they have penises and they're doing things, you know, with their genitals, like, um, like, the, like simulating intercourse or something like that. It's kind of, okay. kind of. Yeah. I mean, so the, the don't say gay bill in Florida, hmm. um, that was a big basis of that was DeSantis. Um, you know, they heard about this and they wanted to. Um, you know, get rid of this, and then they kind of stupidly labeled it as a "don't say gay" bill, and that kind of caused a whole uproar. So I don't know. I, I don't know what that bill does uh, says specifically because I, I know one of the things they said, like the safe space thing, and it has the pride flag. Like, no, they had to get rid of that. I don't know what that's about. Do you, do you mm-hmm. know what that's about? What they wanted to do that for the bill is you what you're like saying. The bill, the bill went into effect, and then the teachers had to do that. They had to take away anything oh, referencing the. Oh, flag. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, I, that's, I that's what I'm kind of like. So because there's a picture in a book, now we have to attack gay people. I don't, I don't understand. No, that. I yeah. and and look and and you know, to I can see your point how that you know, and this is you know, this is what's bad about the religious aspect is it paints it does mm-hmm. the same like it almost mirrors it like it, it paints this one aspect as being this whole. I, circumferencing it. I yeah. agree with that. No, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head when you say that because I don't think if if we didn't have religious non- nonsense in as g- given equal weight to evidence, I don't think this would even be a conversation. Mm. I, I don't think it would even be something that people are worried about. Um, I, I think when you say uh, you know there's simulated in course in a book or pornography or images that are, aren't uh, acceptable, the entire panic around that is from religious people. It, it, sure. is. it really sure. is. And it, and it, and if we wanted to have a serious discussion about what should or shouldn't be in a book, we can't have it because of the Christians. Uh, in my point of view, you know, we, if we wanted to bring in some experts and some teachers and parents, we can't because the church, the religious people are going to are and have been throwing a fit about it. And it just gunks up the works. And if I had, if there was a thesis statement about religion in, in the country, it just gunks up the works. It blocks all conversation. It does because you can't reason with someone who thinks that they're have the creator of the universe on their side telling you that you're evil when it's like, well, what about the study? No, I don't care about the study. I care about what the Bible says. Well, conversation's kind of over, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, sure. Well, that, I mean, I think that's the essential difference between religious people and not religious people mm-hmm. is like, and maybe you disagree with this, but I like to think as an atheist, if there was evidence to support a God atheists would be way more likely to acknowledge that versus if it was the other way around oh yeah you know what i mean yeah i mean it, it if you look at some of like the famous big debates that have gone on over the years uh, several times it's been posed uh to the religious advocate like you know what would change your mind about religion and they'll say about god and they'll say nothing yeah they do they'll just say nothing because i believe it so strongly there's nothing that could sway me and it's like yeah. at that point you're just like it, what's what's the point you know and like to your point about bringing up DeSantis and all that, those are the guys we're debating with, you know, folks who, who, even if you could show them data and examples and bring people up, they don't care. It's what their, what their faith says or what their donors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the real thing, right? (laughs) And you know, um, 
to my next point uh you were you mentioned christopher hitchens earlier mm. and i've actually been re- i've been reading uh guys not great mm. um and you know it's it's it, it's interesting though because i i will say i don't agree with him near as much as i thought i would on some issues um for instance i think he um conflates 9-11 as like a religious uh fueled thing which i mean it could have been part of it but i mean i think the real reason is the u.s intervened in the middle east and they retaliated i think that's a pretty um yeah i you know i i think to his point and i, I it's been years since i read it sure but sure. my takeaway is yes it, it's not just they're they threw threw in flew them into the towers because they are muslims and they hate christians no well but he kind of made that point in the book though i think but i think the point that I would make, and I think okay. he might have made, and but he also, I mean, you're reading it, so I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> those people wouldn't have. Done. I haven't finished it either, so. <laughs> those people wouldn't have done it if not for religion, meaning you wouldn't have been able to convince them to do it if there wasn't mm. a religious faith. Like, you, you can have all these other justifications to do a thing, to learn how to fly a plane and do this, but they wouldn't commit suicide unless they, in this way, unless they genuinely thought that they were going to heaven. And I think that is true. I think that aspect of it is true. All the other planning and the political reasons, yes. But those, however many guys, what, 11 guys, seven guys? Yeah, th- sure. Those, that I think is true. Just, just, I mean, to bring it a little closer to home, like attacking abortion doctors, you know, murdering mm-hmm. abortion doctors, um, you know, shooting up schools and shit like that. It's because they have a religious conviction. It's not like in the Bible it says to do this stuff or in the Quran it says to do this stuff. But you get that religious conviction, and you have good people doing bad things. I see. I see your point for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's an, kind of tangent on, or to deviate on that. I consider myself a libertarian politically, mm-hmm. um, and this is kind of in a conundrum I've been experiencing for a while, but especially in the last couple of weeks with you know reading this book and both listening to um, you know libertarian minded people is, and this is, I mean, I think libertarians in a way mirror um the mindset uh, mindset of atheists in terms of like they are for the most part open-minded now to be fair there are a lot of religious people that are libertarians mm-hmm. um and you know libertarianism for those who don't know it's basically the you know belief in the non-aggression principle um you know that there's an anarcho um aspect of it that is you know lack complete lack of government which i don't subscribe to but um i do believe in like you know diminishing government small government i don't think we should have a federal um government in my opinion um so i I guess that's kind of a dichotomy that i've um realized is like you you see all these you know (coughs) religious speakers uh you know christopher hitchens he's a self-proclaimed marxist um sam harris he's um you know um been a uh what's the sympathizer of like the iraqi war and you know status type of things but you know, on the same on the, on the same side, there's the libertarian, um, you know, a lot of libertarian people who are very religious. Mm-hmm. So I kind of find myself in this like middle ground where it's like I don't agree with the statism, and I also don't agree with the religion. Sure. I kind of feel like I'm in the middle. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I don't. I'm not a libertarian. Sure. Um, sure. <laughs> I, I, I kind of picked up on that. I think, I think the libertarian <laughs> arguments fail on their own merits, regardless of of religiosity so i feel confident in saying i'm not a libertarian but i i, I, I understand what you're saying because you're right um i know a lot of atheist libertarians um and and i think a lot of the atheist libertarians that i know of and maybe you're similar is they just it, it's really the religious overreach of the government that really rankles the libertarians who just want you know smaller government no taxes you know stuff like that they want to be left alone 
And okay, I can respect that argument. And you'll you'll, you'll see uh, a lot of atheists go against the the Republican Party because they don't like the stuff I said earlier, their religious stuff, but they like the tax policy. I I, I get it. I can discuss that. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's really a good answer for that, for an atheist, um, conservative-ish type person, because our shitty political system doesn't make room for you. And it doesn't really make room for me either. Yeah. So I don't know if, if I have an answer for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think I do think the belief of libertarianism is that they want that gone. I mean, that shitty political system that you're y- talking about. Y- yes, I, I, I absolutely. Um, I think that is true. Yeah, and I think that's why there's libertarians and not you know more Repu- more Republicans. Like, sure. I, I understand that. I just don't know what the solution is because anywhere you go, you're not going to be happy. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it is kind of an interesting conjunction. But, you know, I will say, ultimately, like, you know, like, back to that criticism of, like, you know, uh, um, how atheists kind of delve in politics. I will say, I do think that's still a better conversation than a religious conversation. Oh, yeah. Because even if you are politically bent, you're at least having a conversation about something that's really happening. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. I, I mean, I think... I man, I can't remember the exact words, but um, it was something along the lines of the, one of the main reasons. You, you know, the speaker vote failed like fifteen times or some stupid shit and all that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I kind of heard about that. Yeah, yeah. but the, the reason for a lot of the dysfunction that we have in the state and uh, federal government is you could even point it as explicitly religious because they they couldn't agree on things because the religious folks really want their religious dogma to become law. And you have some other folks like who maybe be libertarian or centrist or something like that. They don't want that. And there's enough religious influence in the government that you could make the argument that if we just had more atheists in government, regardless of their political views, it would just work better because at least they're going to be talking about things based on evidence and data. And we can go back and forth. We're not working off of divine commands religious people can't do that and that just breaks everything down so i'm not going to say if everybody became an atheist the world will immediately become a better place like sunshine and rainbows but i think you can actually you you would see a lot less bullshit um just because so much of the bullshit we see now is specifically from religion is an interesting point let me ask you this uh let me play devil's advocate a little bit an a libertarian favorite (laughs) (laughs) um not not to play on the devil part too much no uh highly offensive (laughs) (laughs) so you you know you're press officer for the iowa atheists and free thinkers which is an organization um and you know atheism is defined as lack of a theism Hmm. do you wonder if there's maybe a contradiction in the idea that you have an organization for something that is not religion no not at all i mean not any more than i would see a chess club or a pickleball club or a car sure. club you know it's a, an area for a bunch of like-minded folks to to do things socialize and entertain and just kind of have community and camaraderie okay yeah i mean i, I can see that for sure yeah um yeah i mean i guess that kind of just i that was kind of just going to my previous no, point with the politics and stuff it, like it's that. a fair it's it's a fair question because it's actually something i've been asked by a lot of religious folks is they okay. say oh you don't like church you don't like religion well then why do you have a meeting or something like that. And it's just like they they conflate 
um, churches with community and, and, you know, their church is their community, but they think that you can't have community without church. Like they mm. legitimately, like, let me, let me ask you a question. Have you sure. ever told somebody that you're an atheist and then they told you that you don't really love your kids or your wife or your mom? <laughs> have you? No, I've never had that. I've had that happen a lot, wow. a lot because they can't imagine somebody who doesn't believe the same things they do can believe in good things that they agree with. So they have to otherize you in some way, really, truly. Like you don't really love your wife because you don't know God's love or don't know Jesus' love. It's like, you know, ex fucking excuse me. You know, like you, <laughs> you're telling me that I don't know what it's like to love my wife or my kids or enjoy doing things or not doing things. And no, they, they cannot like, they're not being mean. They genuinely yeah. can't see it. And, that's 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 really messed up it really is uh no i agree <laughs> yeah no and you know and that like i can agree with that because i've been i remember i went to a um you know because i grew up in like a you know small town super religious um and i had some friends from high school that got married hmm. and uh i remember watching the ceremony and the entire time there seemed to be such a like an obsession with like you're getting married and you're also getting married to God. Like mm-hmm. there's such an emphasis on like, there's a God in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And I, I have always just resented that. Like, no, <laughs> right? I, I, I agree. Even if you're religious, it's like, um, I, I don't think I need Jesus's consent to have sex with my wife after I get married to her. Like, come on. Like, yeah, but they, some people genuinely do, you know, you've seen the meme. I don't consent, you know, you see that? <laughs> I consent. I consent. I don't consent. Somebody like way over there. Like, <laughs> that, they, we laugh, but that's how a lot of people think. Yeah. It is really sad. And you know, and like, here's, a, here's a, you know, here's a thing too. Like, you know, people that let's say like they have a drug addiction and they get better. Like you hear a lot of times that it's because of religious institution. Mm-hmm. And that will be like a point to them. Like, oh, this is good. But I always make the argument like why can't you just have a secular organization that does the same thing that offers them help, offers them a community, offers them a, like therapy in a way that, you know, way for them to be helped that's maybe not, you know, religious. Yeah. Just you know just have them observe their life and be like, "Hey, you know, how is your heroin use negatively affecting your life?" Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with what you said there. Yeah, there's there's no need for religion. But I think it's very telling that when religions need new converts, that's who they go for. Mm. They go for people who are genuinely suffering or struggling. And, hey, I have a ready-made victim mentality right mm. here in a book for you. Uh, it's, it's very telling because you don't see, you know, very well-to-do organizations running out there and trying to do that. Not to say that they shouldn't, but they're only going after folks who are down so that they can give them a hand up. They're not going to anybody who's already standing up on their own, generally. Also, to bring it back to politics a little bit, sure, sure. Um, there are there are uh, programs. I know uh, Recovering from Religion, I think, does have one. Freedom from Religion Foundation also has a hotline and organizations to help for rec- addiction recovery. There are secular groups out there. Oh, cool. Which is cool. And they've been. And the thing is, they've been out there for a long time. In the state of New York, there was a bill that was, uh, it was actually, I think, passed by both houses to make sure that when people are going through addiction treatment after, you know, through the judicial system and the criminal justice system, like they can go through uh, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and all the other things that are faith-based. Well, there were secular ones too, and they're just like, hey, we need to add these to the list because they've been accredited, they've been around for 15 years, why aren't they on the list? Put them on there. The New York Constitution says that we have to because everybody has to be treated equally. The governor vetoed it and wouldn't say why. Why would you intentionally leave off secular recovery programs to people who are through the criminal justice system? What is the reason for that? What is the reason for that? And there isn't a good one other than I want only religious 
recovery thing. That's part of why I say atheism is going to struggle because you have people in power like that who are intentionally blocking out secular avenues to recovery. That's just one small example. Sure. I could see that. Um, going back to like, you know, kind of the, you know, the convert type thing, uh, have you heard any kind of like, you know, inspiring stories or any, maybe not even inspiring, like just interesting stories of people who have started from a religious that you've met through your organization, um, that have started in a religious background and have like, you know, converted to atheism in a sense. Yeah. A lot of people, most people that are atheists in America are probably at one point religious, but absolutely. I know, um, both locally and, um, um, nationally, um, there was a uh, one of my really one of my role models. His name was Dr. Hector Avalos. He was a professor up at Iowa State for years. He grew up um, poor in Mexico and became a faith healer um, mm. and believed in all that stuff. And he really wanted to become a pastor and a preacher. And he would do all. I think he did the snake handling and all the stuff, you know. But he learned how to read uh, in the original Greek, and he went to school for all this stuff at the University of Arizona, and I think in Mexico, and then here at Iowa State and uh, become a huge atheist just from reading the bible i think that's a very compelling story um just being able to learn and seeing how it didn't match up with reality and how all the folks that he thought were his friends they really just wanted him to convert more people that didn't really care about him is is Mm. something i remember him saying um there's dan barker the president of the freedom from religion foundation he used to be a pastor um and and go about doing the gospel and all that and he became an atheist after realizing that he, he felt like he was lying to everybody for for economic gain and now he's an excellent guy he's a good guy um yeah so yes i've seen a lot of folks who were were religious and then and and here's here's i think the the key that a lot of religious folks i think are missing they didn't become less religious by stopping questioning they became less religious by asking questions something Mm -hmm. that i always encourage the religious folks to do it's never the other way around they didn't meet some magic person or mystical event that just changed their life no they just read the damn book and they thought about it that that's always what i say to religious people too is like like uh, i you know i'll tell them like you know i i'm not even trying to convince you to be an atheist i what but like ask yourself questions mm-hmm. like challenge yourself i think anyone's challenge and you know honestly I, you probably disagree with this too but like even if you challenge yourself and you still become a christian i think that's better than the person who just blindly yeah you know, takes everything on. At least, yeah. at least you're working towards something. At least you're putting in the, the I, thought experiment. You know? I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, at least be able to justify why you think what you think in, in some yeah. aspects, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> this is a fun one for you. Probably. What do you say to people who say atheists have no morality? I, I asked, Oh, here, here's what I'll say is like, how many people, if, if there was no God to, tomorrow, religious person, how many people would you go out and kill and rape and murder tomorrow? <laughs> is it zero? Is it as many as you want? Because it's as many as I want. That also happens to be zero. Uh, <laughs> you know, the idea that you can't be moral without Christianity is is ridiculous. Um, we wouldn't be here if that were true. I mean, yeah. ask, ask them to think about that. Um, if, if you needed Christianity to be a moral person, to have community, to love your family, to take care of your kids and guard your community and have common interests, we wouldn't have got out of the Stone Age. It really, we, we really wouldn't have as a species, but clearly there was a time before Christianity and then there's a time after Christianity. And I think that kind of proves that you don't need Christianity to exist. You know, um, it's just, uh, to say that you can't be moral with, uh, being an atheist just shows, I think, a 
profound lack of understanding of what morality is and what it means to be a human being. I would agree. I would agree. Um, so we've been talking, you know, we've been ragging on Christianity, which is fine. Sure. I'm, I'm totally okay <laughs> with that. Uh, but I, I guess I'm curious because, you know, obviously it's not the only religion in the world. Um, and I guess I'm not even necessarily asking you to like rank, but like, you know, uh, okay. Like for instance, like Buddhists, sure. Like I think, and I could be wrong on this, but from what I understand Buddhists, it tends to be more of a personal religion. There's not really a doc as far as I can, I know there's no doctrine in Buddhism, Buddhism that says, um, you know, I need to spread the word of God. I need to convert people. Sure. It's more of a personal religion. I don't know. Um, do you think that there, do you think there are religions that are more, um, I don't know, more beneficial to focus on or that kind of thing? Well, I mean, a lot of the focus is, to be fair, the the bugbear is Christianity. You know, in America, it's, it's, what, oh, atta- yeah. it's what touches sure. our lives. So sure. to, when I hear that criticism, it's like, well, you know, I don't see the Buddhists coming in trying to <laughs> <laughs> start up, a, t- you know, take my kids to their school. Yeah. So, um, no, I think that there's plenty of religions and faith ideas that, you know, have varying levels of harm and varying levels of good, you know. If if all Christians behaved like Buddhists do, maybe there wouldn't be this many problems. Mm. But maybe the Buddhists only behave that way because there's so many Christians. You know, I, I don't know. So it's it's really a question that we can't answer. We can only answer what we see, which is that the Christians are, are kind of the baddies in this scenario, um, in the realm of, of what's real and what's not and how it impacts us. But yeah, I mean, Buddhism um, seems to be a really, I don't know a lot about the other religions. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert, but I mean, Buddhism, Buddhism, the things I do know, um, it doesn't sound like it has any kind of imperative to go out and necessarily harm folks or convert them. No. So that's better than (laughs) (laughs) the Abrahamic religions. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, so, I mean, it's pretty clear that your focus is against Christianity, which I would say, I mean, I would say mine is too. I mean, I, I don't take, I mean, I don't take like a, I'm not taking like a flag and be like atheism and like trying to, you know, but like if this, if you were to ask me like what I think is the most harmful religion, I would say probably Christianity. And then I'll, I'll say Islam just due to the fact that, um, I mean, there are sects and there are people who argue against this, but I mean, if you look at the ancient texts and everything, it's pretty clear that, um, lack of women's rights. Oh yeah. You know, that's across the board, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's a unique, uh, well, not so unique aspect of all these Abrahamic religions is women always tend to get the, the short end of the stick. Uh, that should raise questions for anybody who values all of humanity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see that in Christianity too, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a very obvious, uh, you know, you know, uh, hierarchy you know yeah. a, a contrast between men and women like the it, the women get the short end of the stick for sure yeah yeah but i, I mean i i still think i mean the fundamental thing for myself is faith, faith as an idea isn't good it's not a virtue and it's taught um or spoken of in our culture as if it is and i think that's a problem so whether it's buddhists or hindu or christian or islam faith meaning believing in things without evidence or oftentimes intentionally because there's no evidence is an inherently inherently bad way to find things out about the world. It's bad epistemology. So if we had to rank it, yeah, sure. There's some that's better than others, but faith inherently is not a good thing and we should avoid it whenever we can. I agree. I have have one last question for you. Um, What do you think about the concept of good and evil? Do you think it exists? Do you think it's a, because I, I don't, I, I, I personally, I tend to find that, you know, cause there's no, I, there's no absolute, of either there's no mm. saying in god 
So, like, I, I think it's it's more of a, for most people, it's more of a middle ground. They have malicious aspects to them. They have positive aspects to them. So, I don't know. I guess what's, yeah. your, what's your idea with the thought of good versus evil? If somebody says something's evil or good or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I consider myself a humanist, right? So, I mean, I think there are things that we can say are as close to objective as we can be, uh, objectively good and objectively bad, meaning unnecessary suffering is universally bad by virtue yeah. of being unnecessary and suffering. Um, so no, there's not some perfect good or some perfect evil, but we can measure what things are good and evil or more good or more evil than others. Um, a lot of that uh, revolves around what does it mean to be a human? What increases human flourishing, you know, for everybody, not just the people we like, or not just the people that look like us because we're all humans. That's the key core tenant there. So, yeah, there, there can be things that are good and evil. And oftentimes, injecting faith into that, injecting unproven claims into that as if they were always true, completely torpedoes that. It completely torpedoes your ability to find out what really is good or what really is bad. Um, let, me, let me give you an example, if sure. I could. Yeah. Um, cannabis, right? <laughs> cannabis. I think this is such a good example of this. Where we promote it. Oh, there you go. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, but I mean, just the law surrounding it, regardless of whether you like it or not. Just sure. Look at the, like on paper, the impacts of cannabis and the effects and what it does, and see how it's treated, particularly by religious people. And then you put that up against something like alcohol that is legal, accepted, marketed, branded, <laughs> part of religious ceremonies. Well, they're religious ceremonies a lot of times. And, and you put them up side by side and you can see cannabis is just so much less hard. So it's a drug. It's still a drug, sure. but it's so much less harmful. But look at the hoops that people are willing to jump through. I don't think any rational person who's interested in this flourishing of humanity would ever do these kinds of laws against cannabis and yeah. then be, and then be okay with with alcohol <laughs> and i think that is if i really if you want to talk to a religious person about how their faith clouds their ability to think bring up cannabis because the mm. gut reaction is going to be oh it's bad stoners pot etc i'm telling you man there are people who have been using this drug forever and it, nobody's ever gone into a rage on cannabis and driven their car into a crowd. But I can tell you, I, we can Google it right now, and there's going to be 10 people who died in an alcohol-related incident in the last hour and a half. You know, so. But I mean, I think it, it seems you know as small potatoes and silly. Uh, I think for a lot of folks, but really, it's low stakes for a lot of folks, and their faith gets or their faith uh, their faith in their usually conservative mindset that all drugs are bad clouds their ability to think rationally that's such a good example and uh, i think you'll you'll probably find you're going to find a lot more converts and being pro cannabis <laughs> than you will being atheist because it's the same same arguments you know is it bad who's it hurting who's yeah hurting? if you drink a beer at home is it hurting anybody no it's fine if i somebody smokes a blunt at home is it hurting anybody uh, you know, uh, I guess not. Yeah. You know, and I, I, and then you can extrapolate it out to other things like, you know, same sex rights and women's rights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, going back to libertarianism, uh, I mean, that's kind of a point that, you know, like, yeah, I think you, you yeah. Sh there should be no government intervention on the substance that you put in your body, in my opinion. Um, and the, the fact that, yeah, I mean, that's just such a, that's such a classic, thing to just be like yeah the stoner and mm -hmm. i mean yeah it, it goes back to like the whole it, it's that it mirrors that it mirrors i think the it's a good i think it's a really good mirror yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly man uh 
shit i don't really have anything else to talk about man uh this this has been a fucking great conversation oh, i've loved okay. this um i i'm i'm here all night so if you have any other questions <laughs> you should throw them at me um, <laughs> wait i did have one thing ah, i can't think of it the 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 you know I, I, well here i'll say this i was gonna mention this uh so i i'm currently doing a month of sobriety hmm. um I didn't, well, I didn't know that jeez <laughs> hey it's fine man i i look i have i have no problem with uh anybody using you know you do what you want you know um but you know kind of going back to the alcohol thing i have honestly kind of been thinking about not drinking sure because like yeah i mean it, the the fact that you can say any drug is bad and then and it's always funny because the people who are most against that they almost always have a beer in their hand uh-huh. don't you notice when they're yeah. while they're talking mm-hmm. about it, they are drinking yeah. literally and you're like we're at a bar. We're you know, <laughs> at a bar. We're at a club or a uh, party. Well, I'm fun to drive. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious, dude. It's fucking crazy. Um, I, I also wanted to say, you know, uh, I've hit up multiple other religious organizations and none of them got back to me. You're the only one mm. that's uh, reached out to. Yeah. Which, you yeah. know, is you would expect that but you know the fact that you're here and willing to talk that says a lot so i really appreciate yeah. that no i mean i'm glad to i i mean one i should do it as the press officer you know as, <laughs> otherwise i shouldn't do the thing but right. no I, I think it's important to normalize atheism because most you know everybody's an atheist i just go one god further and so do you um a lot of times uh, back to your original point um they see it as being a political thing like oh he's just making waves it's like you know there's going to be a time where something is passed or something is done that you're just not going to like you know whether it's small or whether it's large whether it's making you wait to eat your food at the company picnic because they make you say a prayer or because they want your kid to go and become and say a prayer at school because of some new law there's different levels of this and if you see it as flippant or silly or political or other to take these issues of church and state separation um to not take them seriously um i I would really encourage you to wake up on that um because if you're a libertarian um if you are progressive and even if in some if you're conservative world's not going to look good for folks like you if religious folks keep getting their way and you stay silent when religious ideology is put into law because we've already we've already seen it happen at the Supreme Court. We're seeing it happen in our state. Being silent as folks' right folks' rights are being taken away and rolled back just because they don't affect you, it's going to one day. And is this the place you want your kids or your grandkids to live in? Because it's not mine. Sure, I will counter that. I, I counter that point. I guess. Like, do you think it's possible to even? I mean, because this is kind of a libertarian argument, right? Is like they have so much power that regardless of how you vote, I mean, they're going to continue to have the power. No, I actually don't think so. But a lot of that will have to be, you know, abolishing capitalism, which we can talk about if you like. But <laughs> oh, um, you and I aren't friends. <laughs> well, no, and I mean, I, I know that's a big that's a big sticking point for for libertarians. But it, I, I think for a libertarian, if you're worried about that entrenched power structure and uh, how voting doesn't matter, it is because of the entrenchment of capital. Now, whether you like capitalism or not, you have to take steps to defang the the you know the big players in this so part of that is voting i think voting does have some value um particularly at the local level especially at the local level i mean have you seen did you vote in the last city council elections and all that crap um not the city council i did vote for the uh, midterms midterms yeah you saw how some of the the differences were it was like just double digits it wasn't a lot of people won by big margins yeah. they won by like 20 or 30 votes yeah. it matters that was you know that yeah. was really surprising because they were predicting that red wave and it just didn't really happen yeah right and a lot of it was because of small margins 
Um, and in Iowa, it went red because I have, <laughs> yeah. I have thoughts, which I'm more than happy to talk to you about. Um, but um, it, it matters to vote. And I think if you get it at the local level, if you start building those coalitions locally and, and get people in who have been historically disenfranchised, in particular, uh, people of color, uh, women, and people who aren't rich, I think you will start to see change. Um, it's slow and it takes a long time. But if you want the big change so that these conversations were not being held back, talking about 1950s era laws that women have to cover their arms and shit like that, that's going to mean in getting rid of a lot of the entrenched capital, you know, and, and that's slow and painful. Sure. I, I hate to stay on this political point, <laughs> but uh, I guess the the libertarian argument would be that if you have a free market, that that is like the true voice of the people. Mm -hmm. Say, for instance, Walmart tomorrow is like, hey, we're not allowing black people in our store, mm -hmm. which would be a terrible business model <laughs> for Walmart. Mm -hmm. um, but like, you know, I like you and I would both say, hey, we're not going to shop at Walmart anymore. Sure. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, the libertarian argument is that the reason that they're um, – that there is this entrenched capital is because of government, because government has a stronghold, because they impose these tax laws and, um, you know, these things. Now, I do think, because I'm not an anarchist, I do think that there is a argument for the power vacuum. I do think, like, let's say tomorrow we had a libertarian society or an anarcho-capitalist society. There are going to be these players that still have an enormous amount of capital. Mm -hmm. And that is sure. that's something as an atheist, or not atheist, um, as a libertarian, I do have conundrum with, for sure. Um, but I, I guess that would be kind of my counter argument and, you know, kind of going back to Christopher Hitchens, he was, uh, that was kind of one of the points I really disagreed with them on is he's like a very big Marxist, um, you know, communist socialist type of guy. Uh, so I don't know, I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I, I'm not a Marxist. Um, I, I think Marx was very correct in his diagnosis of the problems of capitalism. I don't think he's wrong there. I think his solutions are not good in a mm. lot of ways. But I think the diagnosis of the problems of capitalism, I think, have very much proven him to be right on that in regards to, like, particularly in a place like Walmart. Um, if if Walmart were to do that tomorrow, sure, we could all speak with our dollar, but not everybody has the privilege to, and the luxury to do that. You know, what about the people who work there? They don't get a say on what Walmart's policies are towards black oh. people. So now they have to work for a company that hates black people or just go hungry. Well, they could quit and find another job somebody has to do the jobs you know so so walmart goes under because everybody quits cool what happens in the meantime what happens to all the supply chains the warehouses the transportation the manufacturing all these other things that go to get those products on the shelves this isn't just those people deciding to quit a job it's like hey trucker are you going to go through the tr your whole entire truck and make sure none of your none of them are walmart goods you don't get to pick what's in your truck you're an independent contractor no, I don't think that's really feasible logistically. Hey, train yard, no Walmart trucks here because we don't like racism. Okay, so now we're going to look at every car we have and then divert and change our train yard. It's it's not feasible, and I don't think it's workable, and I don't think it's something that is best addressed with the free market. I think if we care about other folks, a government <laughs> has to enforce it. And I think historically that's always been the case. To your other point about how it's entrenched, though, you're right, though. Um, it is entrenched because our government was set up by capitalists. It was set up by people who already had that entrenched wealth. It's no surprise that the laws favor entrenched wealth. Sure. You know, so it, it, it's 
it's a catch 22, but I don't think picking and choosing with our dollars is a solution. And then the last thing I'll say, and I'll let you sure, talk, go, so go for it. Every time, um, literally every time, um, minority, and I don't mean just black folks, just minority ideas and businesses begin to get some traction. They get killed, robbed, murdered, or shut out in other ways, whether it be through state violence, private violence, et cetera. So it's not a good model for, to let the free market do it in my view. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a, that's a fair point. I mean, and that, and like I said, that speaks to the power of vacuum argument. Like I do think that there's some, I mean, I'm personally, I consider myself a minarchist. So that's just, I focus a smaller government. Um, I, you know, there are things like, you know, uh, like here, here's my, like my, my biggest argument against an anarcho capitalist society is that what do you do with the children? Mm. Because the only, um, the only purpose children serve in a market is, um, sexual exploitation exploitation or slavery yeah, and neither of those things are okay yeah. Yeah. so i mean yeah i mean i do think that, that there is a middle ground i guess my my counter to the um the anti-capitalist uh, argument is that the other the the flip side of that is so much worse that would be my argument i mean you, you look at like soviet russia for instance where people are starving eating their own children because um, they have put all their faith in this government and it fails them. Well, I don't think that's really an accurate representation of what happened, but what was, do you mean? it was, it wasn't where they had the faith in their government. It was an authoritarian regime that says you will have faith in us or we'll kill you. That's sure. Very but, different than them voting it in, which never happened. Sure. But the one leads to another, right? Not necessarily. I mean, you can look at places that have no government and places that have a ton of government and you're going to see differing values of metrics of success or suffering depending on a ton of other values uh, uh, metrics that aren't really determined specifically in a one-to-one with how much government they have i mean places with little to no government tend to be the least good places to live unless you're wealthy um and then the places with a ton of government tend to be the better places to live even if you're not wealthy so i don't think it's i don't think it's a fair correlation to say more government means more suffering particularly with the russian example or the so not russian the soviet example because they i mean lysenkoism really in my view is probably responsible for most of the famine stuff more than a bad uh government like it was stupid do you, do you, you know what that is right lysenkoism uh no that part enough to oh with. um it's it's uh, sad. Um, they uh, basically, this guy convinced all the leaders in the Russian government, in the Soviet government, that he could double and triple crop yields. And all we had to do is we had to plant them not as deep, plant them closer together, and give them a little bit less water. And it'll be fine. Trust me. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It wasn't fine. And that led, that directly led to the famine. On top of that, nobody wanted to send them money and food because they were, you know, the big bad. So Soviet Russia um, starved. And yeah, that's awful. And they were authoritarian. They just rolled tanks in instead of dealing with the pe- dealing with people uh, civilly. But I don't think that's an indictment of big government. I think that's an indictment of shitty science and shitty authoritarian authoritarian thinking and faith faith and not checking the science. Um, but I mean, you look at a place like you know the Nordic countries, even like Germany, they have a huge government, huge. It's a pretty good place to live. But then you look at places that don't have that, not so great. Not so great. You know, Qatar, you know, slavery to build the World Cup stuff because a few rich folks want to make money on a national stage. They don't have labor protections. You know, they don't have minimum wage laws. Not a good place to work. So um, not perfect, but I just don't think the corollary of more government means more suffering is necessarily accurate. 
It's an interesting perspective. Um, let me ask you a fun question before okay. we something not so uh, <laughs> not so tragic. What is your favorite part of being the press officer for Iowa these oh, thinkers? Um, talking to religious folks. Um, sometimes you know, a lot of times you deal with folks that are just you know belligerent or ignorant. But sometimes you get people who are genuinely curious. You know, they genuinely want to ask questions. They want to engage. Um, I, I had a back and forth with this woman from Southern Iowa for months, where we just asking questions back and forth, and I think you know. I don't think I changed her mind, but I think I gave her some different perspectives that maybe she had never considered. So it's just, that was really good. And I I felt useful. Um, Yeah. I I think that's probably the best part. Awesome. Jason, this has truly been a pleasure. This has been a great conversation. Thanks for having me. Um, Where, where can people, you know, I guess, how can people find out about your organization, participate, all that? So iowaatheists.org. It's plural. iowaatheists.org. You can also just Google Iowa Atheists and Freethinkers. We're on Facebook. That's probably where we're most active right now. Um, we have events going on. We do like some community projects and stuff like that. They're doing movie screenings. Um, there was one tonight, but it got canceled because of the weather. Um, religious, religious, religious. I love that. That is one of my favorite fucking, they, they do like cosmos and stuff like that. They partner with the humanists a lot of times. Um, we, there's always an Easter banquet we do for folks and then like a winter solstice party and, and things like that. Um, a few things I do want to bring up if you are interested with Iowa atheists, um, we do have reason on the Hill coming up. Um, and then we have the, uh, keep, uh, religion out of government summit coming up. Uh, the reason on the Hill is in Mar- uh, February and then the church and state separation rally thing is in March. The exact dates are on Facebook and on the website. That's where you're going to get to talk to legislatures and, and explain why they should keep church and state separate. And then another big thing is going to be the Iowa secular summit, something that I'm working on with some other folks. Um, it's going to be in June and it's going to be a big talk about secular values and stuff like that. Hmm. I'll just check those out, man. Hmm? That's awesome. Hey, like I said, man, it's been a true pleasure having you in. I appreciate the open-minded conversation. and uh, Yeah, always. Yeah, it's been fucking awesome. Uh, guys, like you said, go check this stuff out. Um, the Cow Stars Podcast, we're here every Monday and Tuesday at 7 p.m. We have a Patreon. We have a website, Um, And yeah, check us out there. All right, guys. Have a good night. <laughs>